0: The Paunch Stevenson Show, PaunchStevenson.com, Episode 93, Monday, January 14th, 2008. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. I got about an hour ten minutes until the next item on eBay comes up that I'll get outbid for. What is it? Video game stuff. This is all your fault. (laughs) Still? What do you mean still? Because you said that uh let me see we talked about in episode 42 which was August 2006 you blamed it on me. Ah, well (laughs) That was the first time that we had gone to the, uh, or no, 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 we hadn't gone yet, but we talked about the digital press video game store in Clifton, New Jersey. All right. Well, it's however many months later. Well, what now? Again, it goes, about, it goes back to, I stopped buying stuff for Nintendo 64 back in like, I don't know, 2000, let's say. I think I, I think maybe the last game I bought was like San Francisco Rush 2049, which, oh my god, that was the first arcade game I nearly broke in, <laughs> the, in an arcade because it was so terrible. It was okay. It was no, it was horrendous compared. Yeah, you have to understand. It was no worse than any of the other tons of racing games out at the time. Well, maybe that's true, but you have to understand the first San Francisco Rush was made. It was an arcade game. Great yeah. game. Then they they ported that to the consoles. The, I think a, I think they made one for PlayStation, which mu- I've never seen it, but it must look horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. But also Nintendo sixty four, right? Which was a great game. Then in around ninety eight, I think they made the sequel, Midway, that is, which is which was Rush two, not to be confused with Rush Hour two. Well, Rush two Extreme USA or something like that. Yeah, it was a my favorite game probably in all of the N64. Great game. So, they don't make anything for a couple of years. And, you know, I was so into that game. I'm like, they got to be making a sequel. You know, so now you can race in, in cities, uh, you know, uh, 3D models of cities like around the world or new American cities or something. You know, what's the next step? You know, sort of like when uh, Cruising USA came out. And the next step was cruising World. Uh And then the next step was cruising Exotica, which was getting a little ridiculous. (laughs) It's like outer space. Yeah, you're driving on the moon. Then, so I'm figuring it's got to be the same thing. They went from San Francisco to other cities in the United States. Now it's going to be other cities in the world. No. They come out with 2049. Anything that gets, any kind of series or franchise that gets... Pushed into the future, like a hundred years, is always a disaster. It always is. And this game was terrible. But anyway. So I stopped buying stuff for the N64. In fact, I pretty much like, other than, you know, playing like GoldenEye or uh, Mario Kart here and there with some people, hardly ever played any uh, console games. And then eventually, I did finally get an Xbox when it got to be like a legitimate price, and, you know, I bought some of those games. Now, this was back in, like, 2003, 2004, 2005. So 2006 comes around, I haven't bought an old game for an old system in, like, 10 years. And I don't know why, for some reason, you started getting into the whole, you know, hey, I'm going to try and buy back old you know, systems and old games. Well, just two. The Nintendo Entertainment System and the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Right, right, right. right. So I don't remember how it started, but you you were buying something. And then I got started. And when I get into something, it's like 150% insanity. Well, I was telling you about the eBay auctions where these old, common, popular... Nintendo Entertainment System games like Contra, yeah. Mike Tyson's Punch Out, that everyone had. Right? When we were 10, 11, 12 years old, everyone had these games. Yeah. And yet, these auctions kept insisting, the people running the auctions kept insisting these games were rare.
1: They're charging $35 out.
0: for them. Yeah, well, there's not They're as not many- rare. Well, I, I, they finally they finally got away gotten away from writing rare on every <laughs> single auction. <God. laughs> it's, it you didn't know, make so any I didn't bin on any of them because I'm not paying $35 for a video game that should cost $3. Right. Literally 3. These games we used to be able to go to Funco Land in Willowbrook Mall and they right. would have racks of old Nintendo mm-hmm. Entertainment System games and I could pick out 10 games and it would the total would come to maybe 12 or 13 dollars right anyway just when i thought i was out you brought me back in (laughs) and um yeah that guy i get again it started for me it started like last year at some point so all of a sudden over you know because you know you go on ebay and I mean, if you want, you can, like, try and get... You can try and bid on, like, one game at a time. Yeah. But what I was doing was I was bidding on all these lots of games. You know, like, 30 games at a time. Atari or Nintendo or something. Oh. Now, again, I'm, I'm not somebody that has to have the boxes. I mean, I could care less about boxes. Yeah. Um, I do Ooh. like having the instruction manuals. What are you going to do with the boxes? <laughs> well, I guess some people want complete... They want everything complete. They're stupid. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's what they want to do. But from my point of view, I don't have any room for that kind of stuff. So what I wound up doing was I wound up uh, bidding on original uh, storage drawers from the various systems, you know, from back then. And, you know, they hold like 30 games each, and I put the games in there. And it's, it's actually good because... I'm kind of forcing myself to limit myself to, like, 30 games for each system. Yeah. Although the, the NES, I'm, I'm over, like, 40-something. I, I have a <laughs> couple of storage things for that. Well, but there's a lot of good games. You know, I, I don't buy every game out there. I only buy the games that I liked as a kid. Right. right. That's it. Yeah. Some of which people will look at and say, that is the worst game I've ever played. But I liked it. So... I, uh, I have most of the Nintendo Entertainment System games I, I want to get. Uh, I still need Contra. The reason that I don't have Contra is because every single auction goes up to, like, $20 with what? the shipping. That I should be... Know. I'm telling you. like I'm not exaggerating or being silly. That should honestly be a $3 or $4 game. It should, yes. Because there were millions of them. But, um... So I have most of them. Super Nintendo. I have most of the games that I would want to get. N64. I have most of them um, that I, I think I still need to get Golden Eye again. Again, and and there's a couple of X, Xbox games that I I would like to get at some point. Not 360. I haven't I haven't gotten into that yet. Then there is another system that I used to have as a kid. Atari. Now I have almost everything I'd ever want on Atari. I got like. 50 games. They stink. Eh, Some good ones, Eh, still. There's another system that I had as a kid. Genesis. Yes. Sega Genesis. The Sega Genesis. Outside of North America, known as the Sega Mega Drive. The Mega Drive, yes. To us, it's the Genesis. The Genesis. That was the only uh, console system that I've ever had that I no longer have. Well, I remember when the Genesis came out, our friend, from where I lived, across the street from me, mm. our friend uh, got a Genesis that Christmas when it first came out. And I used to go there and play it, and I thought it was so cool. Joe Montana football, and uh-huh. Altered Beast, and, and Golden Axe, and Space Harrier 2. It was cool. Right. And then our friend down the street had a TurboGrafx-16, and that was pretty cool. yeah. And then the Super Nintendo came out right. two years later, 1991. And then once I got that and I and I played that, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! those <laughs> stick. Th- this <laughs> is the cool one. The Super well, Nintendo is the cool one." F Zero, yeah, Super I mean, it, Mario World, Pilot right. Wings, Final Fight, Legend of Zelda, yeah, Castlevania Four, Super Metroid. Come on, Mario Kart. <laughs> Yes, I, I know, but for a couple of years ago, you know, for a couple of years there, for you know, two or three or four years, the Genesis was was still a, you know a good system. You know, almost everybody had it. Yeah, there were fun. You know, games. there were a lot of game, a lot of the games that you just mentioned before were arcade ports, right, right, right. Or there was most of their games were actually sequels well, from Sega Master System games. Arcade ports and sequels that were made by Sega. Right. That, obviously, if they're made by Sega, they're not going to be on the Super Nintendo no. or the TurboGrafx-16 or the Neo Geo. Right. Well, and then you had the Sonic games. Right, again, made by Sega. Right. Yeah, the Genesis had some fun games, some fun arcade games. Right. I, I would say, when I look back at the Genesis, well, my cutoff point is to... Remember the, the old slogan that they first came out was, Genesis does what Nintendon't. Right, well, I think at the (laughs) the the time came when the Genesis don't (laughs) was when they remember originally the Genesis all of the boxes were in black with those like uh, that like that like light gray bluish grid yeah on it and that was the design of all the boxes. But then around what was it around ninety three that Sega switched the Genesis to that, like, red color scheme. Yeah, that was stupid. And then eventually the the Sega CD got the light blue color scheme. Oh, that was even worse. And then the 32X got the yellow color scheme. Oh, the oh. yellow? <laughs> yeah, it was yellow. I know, it's terrible. And then I think when they came out with the Saturn, it had, like, white. Yeah. Well, actually... Well, the Dreamcast, too, that was white, yes. too. The, uh, the Saturn, the, uh, of course, the codename of that project was Saturn. Um, the codename of the 32X was Mars. <laughs> the codename of the never produced, you have to wonder why they even bothered, 32 bit cartridge system was yeah. the Neptune. Wait, what, what was the Dreamcast? Uranus? It was also, I don't know, oh, come on now. <laughs> It's Uranus. It is? Yes, the planet is called Uranus. Stupid. There was All also of our teachers stupid. said it was Uranus. <laughs> That's common knowledge. It's the Ura- no, I'm being serious. It's really Uranus. No, it's Uranus. Uh... Actually, a uh, uh, few weeks ago, I was on Wikipedia, and somebody, some idiot had edited the Uranus uh, page to be spelled out Uranus, <laughs> Y-O-U-R-A-N-U-S. <laughs> they replaced every single instance of the, the name of the planet with that. <laughs> I don't know how long it was going to last. <laughs> oh, boy. But anyway, the uh, the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Now, of course, the, uh, the Sega Genesis, um, as y- you've seen that, you saw the angry video game nerd video that he did, right, where he he did the whole the Sega Genesis and the 32X and the C, Sega CD, trying to play them all at the same time. Yeah, the thing was about three feet tall. Not oh, about God. eight wires sticking well, out of it. Every, each, each piece had its own adapter, its own AC adapter. You needed three, pa- three uh, AC adapters just to right. play it. A company that could do no Right. The thing about the Sega CD, it cost, at the time, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And it was supposed to be this cool thing that you can hook it up to your Sega Genesis, <laughs> and it's CDs, which at the time was this brand new, amazing technology. Wow, CDs and video and, and stereo sound and games yeah, the, and, and video clips. FMV format. Yeah, but the thing is... It made the gr- – so people went out and spent hundreds of dollars on this thing, got it home. The games were terrible, mm. and the graphics were worse mm. than the Genesis. It made well, the graphics worse. Right. Well, not only that, but the load times were way too slow. No, well, <laughs> it was a one-speed CD-ROM. Well, the yeah, the, the first one was one-speed. Then the one that uh, – the smaller one was two-speed. No, but my point is it was too slow. They shouldn't have even made it well, if it's that slow. The, with, I guess what they assumed was what was happening was several different companies were coming out with CD systems. They were all terrible. The oh, 3DO, 3DO. The Amiga was trying to make one. It was One after the other were terrible. <laughs> so what happened was the Sega of Japan were secretly developing a CD system, which eventually became the Saturn. They wouldn't tell Sega of America about it. Instead, they had Sega of America make the 32X. <sighs> Not the Neptune, which would have made so much more sense. You know, the the 32X was like $200 when it came out. Or yeah. $150. Well, I mean, they could have made another system. A cartridge system. Right. You know, like a Genesis no, but, 3. But the thing is... That was 32 bit. Yeah, the Sega 32X was $150, $200, whatever. But let's say if I went to the store, I couldn't just buy a Sega 32X. No. I already had to have a Sega Genesis because it hooked on that. Or I would have to buy a Sega Genesis to well, use the 32X. I mean, yeah, I mean, you would assume that the people... Already had the Genesis no, I, that we're going to buy. I know, I'm just clarifying that it wasn't yeah. a standalone game console right, it hooked right. onto the Sega Genesis. Right. And made it look three feet tall with the CD <laughs> and everything all hooked together. Oh, God. And, and, you know. It was a mess. It was a disaster because they only made the 32X games for like a year. And the Sega CD. I mean, I was looking on, on the website. I actually scrolled through the Sega CD games. Other than maybe the Sonic, no, not even the Sonic game. There is not one Sega CD game that I would even possibly consider getting at this point I know. ever. A lot of the like video game collectors are rave about the Sega CD and the 3DO. They're out of their minds. The games are terrible. <laughs> I know. No, with the with the Sega CD, like I said, it made the graphics worse. The games were terrible if i were playing a sega cd game i would sit in front of the tv watch some 1 inch wide grainy horrible video clip mm. and then have to play like some maze level or something like it was terrible it was like an atari 2600 with terrible video clips yeah but the sega 32x attachment which came a, a year or two later yeah It was definitely better than the Genesis. Yeah, it improved the plain old regular Sega Genesis graphics a little bit. Yeah. But it was weird because it's like, okay, well, I can go to the store, spend $150 on this 32X, and get a little bit better graphics. Or I can just wait another (laughs) year, buy a Nintendo 64, and have something that looks almost like Toy Story. I would rather wait and well, spend the same yes. amount of... The, the Nintendo 64 was $200. That's why it didn't sell. It wasn't Nintendo 64. It was the fact that the 32X, even the 32X, still wasn't any better than the, the Super Nintendo. I know. <laughs> I mean, with <when> Donkey <laughs> so, Kong... So why did they think people would buy that? Um, it was a disaster. Basically, everybody <laughs> knew that the PlayStation, the Sony PlayStation was coming out. The Sega Saturn was coming out. Why am I (laughs) going to buy this stupid thing? Anyway, long story short, I've been trying to bid on a lot of Genesis stuff. Actually, the the best um, system to get if you're looking for an old Genesis system, technically, is the something called the CDX, which is actually a lot. It's actually smaller than a Genesis. It was a it was a Genesis and a Sega CD all in one. But it's not something I would buy because I have no interest in the Sega CD at all. No, oh. <laughs> <I>, I'm, <laughs> right, the, right, I'm yeah. telling you, a couple of weeks ago, I scoured, I looked at a review of every single game. And at the end of the day I just said no. No, yeah, there's no, no reason there's no reason in the world to buy this. But even the TurboGrafx 16 had a CD-ROM attachment. Oh uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but the, the thing with that again like the Sega CD expensive. Well, it was yeah, it was very expensive. But and again, a lot of collectors go crazy for it. They love it. And I don't understand why, because the games didn't look any better. It was the same exact graphics mm-hmm. as plain old regular TurboGrafx 16 games. It had real music. Yeah. It was just a play, it was just a normal TurboGrafx 16 game, yeah. except it had recorded music playing in the background instead of video game music, synthesizer music. It had actual songs playing in the background. Right. Who cares? Wh- which, I'm which going to was- go out and spend $400 on no. an attachment just so I can play the same games, but with rock and roll music <laughs> in the background? Who cares? <laughs> just use a CD player. I know. Just mute the TV and put on a regular CD. What? Wh- which was the one that made the the portable <laughs> game that doubled as a TV? Uh, there was a TV tuner for the Turbo Express. Yeah. Which was a portable Turbo 16, and there was also a TV tuner for the Sega Game Gear. The Game Gear. I mean, here's another example of Sega's futility. So, if let's say if I had bought a Game Gear and I bought a TV tuner attachment, mm-hmm. hooked it in, I turn it on. Ooh, look, I'm watching TV. Channel two, channel four. Right, it only got like six channels or something. Yeah. But the thing about the Game Gear was the batteries would die oh. in in about three or four hours. Yeah. Well that's that's the reason it never sold. <laughs> well again that was that was that was the before the era of the lithium and uh you know nickel, cadmium, whatever batteries that you have today where stuff could last for Know, like cell phones and, well, and cameras and stuff can go and go and go. Well, something like the Nintendo DS or the Apple iPod, right. which has a built-in battery. Oh, look, the battery's getting low. You turn it off, plug it in, it charges might- for two hours. Now it's charged. Yeah, but you again, recharging it, it recharging Back then, when the batteries ran out, it's like, oh, now I have to go to the store and buy <laughs> six more AA batteries. <laughs> well, well, even camcorder batteries. Like you know, we have the we had the camcorder batteries then. They'd only last for, like, half an hour, maybe an hour if you were lucky. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you'd have to recharge them. It was stupid. It's a disaster. The, the video camera that my father had back in the 80s, the additional uh, batteries, they, they weighed about, like, five pounds each. These things were heavy. And they only lasted, like, half an hour. I mean, it was a disaster, those, that contraption. Well, I remember oh. people used to buy for the video cameras... There would be a battery attached to it, like normal. Yeah. And then, um, instead of plugging in the camera to an AC outlet for power, mm. there would be an attachment where the person can plug it in to a separate battery pack. Yeah, that's what we have. Which the person. No, but I saw one where it was. It looked like a belt. <laughs> and it had batteries. It had like three or four batteries attached to this belt. Uh. So the person. <laughs> That thing must have weighed about thirty pounds. Um, t- the ones we <laughs> had, they were like for five an extra thousand. hour. <laughs> uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> the technology, oh boy! And it that must have cost about five hundred dollars. I know this stuff was expensive. Wait, was your video camera uh, the full-size VHS? Yeah. Or was it the VHS C? No, this this was this was the big one. In oh, fact, man. hold on, hold on a second. Hold your horses. Did it have it, a color view find or black and white? I don't I don't, yeah, it wasn't very good, but the <laughs> um the point was this I think it was a Hitachi. We got it at Topps. Uh, appliance City, oh god. And hey, we think, had we had some stuff from there. Yeah, I think my father bought that in like nineteen eighty three. Oh man. And that must have think, cost a thousand dollars. I think it was like three thousand. Oh, Jeez, I think it's like a car. <laughs> Back it then. was. I, it, I don't know how much it was. It was a lot of money, but it was the like top of the line you could get. Yeah. And the way it operated was, it was basically the camera, like the, you know, this giant camera that you would hold was only the camera. There was no tape unit in the camera. The tape unit was separate. <laughs> so imagine this. What? Hold on, you remember back then the VCRs weighed about six times more than the you know the ones later on. They were also made with more expensive and more durable parts. Oh, well, they were also made out of wood. <laughs> no, they weren't that old. <laughs> oh no, they they were really big though. Yeah, they were almost the size of a TV. So these these things it was it was a two piece VCR. There was like a. a Uh, a home unit that you would have that would like have it had like the RF tuner and and other stuff in there and then there was the other unit which just played the tapes and recorded and in order to record you would have a belt with this unit which probably weighed 10 pounds or something like that you have over your shoulder and on the other shoulder you had the video camera which probably (laughs) weighed like 10 pounds (laughs) Jeez! oh my god Wow. Why even bother? Well, that's how it was. We had to to lug this stupid thing around all over the place. I went to the store the other day. Best Buy. I was was in Best Buy the other day. Yeah. And I walked over to where they have the digital cameras and the camcorders, Mm. the video cameras. Not only have the digital cameras gotten ridiculously tiny, which is cool, the camcorders that they have now, uh, They have DVD camcorders, which instead of putting a tape inside of it, it records on a miniature DVD. Right. And it could hold yeah. about a half hour. Yeah, they've had of, that for a while. And they are a little bit bigger than the palm of my hand. Mm. The whole entire camera, everything, you, you uh, put the DVD in on the side... But then they also had, even a little bit smaller, Mm. they had hard drive video cameras. (laughs) Oh, man. That it just had one of those little uh, micro hard drives inside, like that's inside of an iPod or a a Nomad or whatever. I can't, they're so tiny. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, twenty five years ago, it was like oh, man. <laughs> you had to bring this whole closet worth of stuff uh. and belts and vests and power <laughs> packs, right? And now it's like this little thing I could put it in my pocket, All right? And they're cheap too, right? Now, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, okay, not cheap, but compared to what they were twenty five years ago, well, three thousand dollars. Yeah, but now it's thing, like two hundred dollars. Yeah, but the only thing is, are those real zoom or are they digital zoom no they have optical zoom uh, and I, digital I, zoom but they have optical zoom I, too. i still think even with that I, I still think going to that size you're losing something i know but who cares oh i know it's not like oh my god i have to go lift weights now eh. so i have to get ready for the concert i'm gonna record but, it's like but you know it's the, like uh, the size of a game boy you the, just take it out of your tel- pocket yeah, the television crews still walk, go around with these giant cameras. Well, yeah, they have higher quality sensors. Yeah, but why are they still gigantic? I don't know. I mean, I could see if, if the lens was big, but why is the rest of the thing huge? I don't know. Oh, and those little palm-sized video recorders that I saw uh, have stereo microphones finally. mm So you get a pretty decent sound out of them, too. Right. I should buy one. What? (laughs) Next time I'm in Best Buy, I'm going to buy one. You could bring them on some of your celebrity encounters and actually (laughs) interview one of these celebrities for once. I know. I could just keep it in my pocket at all times. Yeah. (laughs) Again, so that's that's the whole thing. So another thing I was looking at on here. um, Well, wait, this again. this is um, episode ninety-three. Oh, it still is of the yeah of the Punch Stevenson show. This is going to be a long one. Yeah, a long one. I think that's something we should do from now on. Yeah. Well, wait. I was going to talk about that, and so just to tie it all together, we were talking about the Sega Genesis, which our friend got for Christmas, and I got the Super Nintendo one Christmas, and so. This is our Christmas, New Year's, whatever, holiday episode. And, yeah, I was going to mention that I think for the new year, my New Year's resolution, Mm -hmm. our New Year's resolution for 2008 or 2008, whatever, we've been doing uh, the episodes recently uh, so, sometimes we do it every week. Sometimes I have to skip a week or we have to skip a week or whatever. And then we come back with a very long episode, an hour or 45 minutes or whatever. So I think for 2008, our New Year's resolution is that we just, who cares? We just put <laughs> however long the episode <laughs> is and that's it. Yes. It's going to be a free form show. No more Ooh. twenty-four minutes. If it's if it's twenty-four minutes, it's twenty-four minutes. If it's an hour, it's an hour. I don't know. We haven't really been sticking to the twenty-four <laughs> minutes, and there's there's really no reason not to anymore. Um, it's it's not all this worry, like oh, I have to fit it into twenty-four minutes. Because the reason I came up with that, like we said, it was t- yeah. to you know back then a couple years that, ago. That MP3, should not have even been considered then. Uh, Not as many people had portable MP3 players as they do now, where now even a telephone can play MP3s, and not as many people had high-speed internet. Now, people have high-speed internet, people have portable MP3 players, people have cell phones that could play MP3s, so we can put bigger files, we can, you know, who cares? Right. It was just, back then I was worried, people who were on dial-up, I didn't want to make the file too long, because it would take too long to download but now stop with the dial <laughs> come on 2008 who it, it, if anyone still has dial up uh, why there's no reason for it well i i do think you know one thing i'd like to do is i would like to get back through some bits again some little skits and stuff yeah uh, so anyway closing up my point <laughs> on the vintage video game systems and etc. You know, so, so again, I want to get some, some Sega Genesis stuff again. Um I, I pretty much listed out the games that I would want to get. So I'm thinking to myself, in order to have a more complete collection, I'm missing something. What? I'm missing an entire period of video games after the Atari 2600 and before the Nintendo. That period stunk. I know. (laughs) But but I'm missing an entire period. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm looking online like, what would I like to get? Now, I personally never understood the appeal of the Intellivision. (laughs) I know. Or how, I mean, how on earth the Atari 2600 was still being sold by the late 80s, I don't know. Well, even early 1990s. Oh, God. They didn't discontinue it it until 1992. Which is crazy, because they discontinued the 5200 after, like, two years. Well, And the (laughs) 7800. So anyway, I'm thinking about, you know, what game system around that 8283 period was a good game system. Now, the 5200 came out around that point. And, of course, all the 5200 was was an Atari computer turned into a console. Yeah, what was it? The Atari 800 XL. Yeah, like, yeah the 400 eight, No, not the XL. Yeah, it was like the 400 800. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had an 800 way back when. My cousin who was into computers, he gave me a couple of them. They were, you know, several years old by that point, but I never bothered. And again, this is my stupidity of games at that time that I, you know, I just didn't get it was the fact that I was still this was like 19, I don't know, 85, 86. And I, I hadn't gotten a Nintendo yet, so I was still getting twenty six hundred games. Yeah, so were we. I mean, you know, I, I if I bought maybe I would buy them at a store, you know, for like uh, you know maybe they were like ten dollars, fifteen dollars, or I would, you know, I, if I you know some older kid in the neighborhood didn't want them anymore, I, I would trade him for them or something, like trade him some baseball cards or something. I, I remember Christmas of nineteen. 19- 86 All right going into 1987 but that Christmas my sister and I got I got pole position for the Atari 2600 and she got kangaroo ah, and they were the they were good actually pole position was really good for the 2600 well I mean the whole thing was at that time I was so young I just didn't get the whole you know one system is better than the other system yeah, I just didn't get it. I mean, I I, I don't I, you know when you're like seven eight years old back then, I, I don't think I even noticed that g- the graphics like what graphics were, you right. know. Like if I played uh, Pac Man on the twenty six hundred, or if I played Pac Man in the arcade, and unless some somebody an older person went to me and said, "Oh, do you realize that the arcade version is like nine million times better than the twenty six hundred version? Look how much nicer it looks." <laughs> I would have been like, "Oh yeah, you're right," but I just never would have, you know what I mean? I never would have like seen that on my own. Well, we were six or seven or eight years old, and we just wanted to play anything. (laughs) Right, it was cool. It was new technology. We didn't care. Right. So, and and I played Atari Twenty. I know people completely hate the Atari Twenty Six Hundred version of Pac Man. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I played it all the time. I loved it. It was one of the better games. (laughs) I know. It wasn't identical to the arcade, but it was a fun game. I mean, I I would play that. The main games that I played were Pac-Man, Pitfall, uh, River Raid. I played a lot of uh, Breakout. Warlords was good. Yeah, River Raid. Uh, Night Driver. (laughs) Yeah, Night Driver. Haunted House. Yeah. Which was horrible. Ugh. Uh Fishing Derby. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> oh, Missile Command. That was a good one. Yes. That was a really good one. Defender. Yeah, I mean, Space Invaders. Centipede, yeah, they were, whatever. Yeah, Centipede. There were a lot of good games. Kaboom. Combat. There was a mode in combat where you had... Uh, it was the two tanks. All right. And... The two players would shoot at each other, but there was a mode where uh, if if I were controlling one of the tanks and I shot at a wall, the bullet would ricochet off the wall. <laughs> so yeah. You had these bullets bouncing all over the place. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. But anyway, the 20, a 2600, and then the 5200. And again, I had the old Atari computer. I think I had an 800. And... I don't think he ever gave me any games. No, actually, what happened was he he given... It was myself and his sister um, that had the the Atari computers, and she had the disk drive. And all the games that he had, you know, because he kept the cartridge games for himself. But So he tried to give us games on disks. You know, the old five-and-a-quarter floppies. No, oh, which never worked. Ah! Uh, Well, that was the thing. The gate, they never worked. The disk drives never worked. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if this was just a New Jersey thing or what. But all of those old discs back then, for the Atari Mm. computer, the Apple II computer, Uh. all of these old discs would never work. (laughs) Why were people continuing to buy these discs and support this format that never, ever worked? And back then? We would put the like in school. We would use the computer. What else I would were you going fri- to use? I know, but I would go to my friend's house and use the computer. We would use it in school. We, oh, cool, it's computer time. Let's go to the uh. computer lab and play computer games. And we would open up the cabinet, take the disks, put them in the drive, close the little door, mm-hmm. do whatever, I forget what it was, Control-C or whatever, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And what would happen? The, dr- the disk drive light would light up, and it would just go... Argh. Uh, <laughs> for 10 minutes and, and nothing would happen. Yeah. They never worked. Uh, those were a disaster. But my point was I never, like if I realized that, oh, uh, you know, the games on this this Atari computer are like 9 million times better than on 2600. Uh, I may have gotten some more, you know, I may have played the computer more. But I didn't know. <laughs> So anyway, the 5200 came from that. It was obviously, it was a great leap over the 2600. The problem was, all they did was they ported all the 2600 games to 5200 and didn't make any new games. Plus, the fact that the console itself was like the size of a typewriter. (laughs) It weighed like 30 pounds. It was gigantic. And you talked about the Intellivision, which was made by Mattel. Mm-hmm. And that thing it looked like the atari twenty six hundred had that joystick yeah. right it was a, it was fairly small and it had the stick and it had a button and then the intel- Mattel came out with the Intellivision yeah. and it looked like the, the the controllers looked like a telephone <laughs> it was like yeah, then, playing a video game with a telephone and then they all had it the fifty two hundred the seventy two hundred the ColecoVision. vision. <laughs> I didn't understand. Even the Jaguar had that. <laughs> oh, why? God, that thing. Oh, my why, God. why would anybody I need a telephone pad on a video game controller? I don't know. <laughs> it was so weird. I don't know. But, um, so anyway, there was a 5200 and it was a 7800, which was another gigantic console. Um... So I'm thinking to myself, which one would I actually like to get? <laughs> and I'm thinking the right one to get is the ColecoVision. Vision. <laughs> I don't think you should get any, get any of them. <laughs> it's wasting your money. Well, so I'll see what happens with that. But yeah, they are. And then I was looking on here. Yeah, we've talked about the Telstar before, the old Coleco Telstar, which was like a Pong, uh, you know, ripoff. Yeah. Well, that was even before the twenty-six hundred. Right. Well, anyway, I, I almost bid on something which was a Coleco Telstar. It was like a Telstar, but it was like three games in one. It had a drive. It had a steering wheel. Yeah. And a gun, a light gun. Yeah, I've seen that. I've I seen said, pictures of that. This thing looks cool. It Was on eBay. I, I <laughs> but I didn't. And it had three different cartridges that you would put on the top that had different games. See, something like that was cool. Yeah. Well, that must have been really cool when it first came out back then. Probably never worked. But yeah. (laughs) But looking back on it now, it's, I think, okay, that's, that's a cool idea. I'm I'm surprised they came out with something that sophisticated. But at the same time, it's, it's like black and white dots. (laughs) So who cares? (laughs) Not only that, it's strange to the fact that. They had a light gun back in the early '70s, and then no one bothered to make come up with another light gun until Nintendo and <laughs> Sega in like 1986. Yeah, I know. Strange. Yeah, so that that was something that I saw and I said, "Oh, well, that 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 looks kind of cool," but I, I I wound up not bidding on it because the bidding went up to like I don't know, it was like thirty dollars or something like that, and I was like, Ugh. Oh, for a Coleco Vision. No, no no, for the old that old thing with the uh the three things with the Oh the, the Coleco the... Telstar arcade? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> thirty dollars, wow. At least, Did I don't know. No. Huh. But box? Who the hell's gonna have a box after thirty five years? <laughs> and people do. Ugh. I don't want the boxes. What am I gonna do with that? Nintendo just came out with a zapper for the Wii. Mm. And it comes with a game, and there's actually several games out already that are compatible with the new Zapper. Right, right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I'm, um, you know, you... they they brought back the Zapper. Mm. Well, at least it's 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 as it should be. It's just the Zapper. It's not the Super Scope Six. Bazooka. Or, or the oh god. Which of course it was, were, it was a bazooka. Yeah, it was a rocket launcher, basically. Which is ridiculous. And then there was the Menacer, which was a grenade launcher. Yeah, for the Sega Genesis. Oh my goodness. It had binoculars on it. Uh, I didn't. I really didn't understand that. But <laughs> what? What, you know, what? 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 That was going to give you? I don't know. There were a lot oh. of stupid things. There were. I think it was for the Sega Genesis. This thing called the Activator. Oh my god! And it, <laughs> I guess, it was supposed to be like what the Nintendo Wii is now, except back then they didn't know what they were doing. And it was this circle, this plastic circle, that a person would put on the floor. All right. And let's say if the person was playing a game like Golden Axe where you walk from left to right and you beat people up with the axe, um, which was an arcade game, and it was designed to be played with a plain old regular Sega Genesis controller. But then they came out with this activator, and the player would stand inside of the plastic circle, this little you know, one-inch plastic circle on the floor, and start punching and kicking in the air. And this ring on the floor was somehow supposed to detect these punches and kicks. Mm. And it didn't. Of course not. <laughs> it did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was that was like around the same time as the Power Glove and the yeah. U-Force. And well, all these companies kept coming out with these sixty, seventy, eighty dollar attachments for these video game consoles. Mm. And we talked about this. Parents would go to the store, they'd buy, they'd spend $80 on these things, get them home, hook them up, and their children would play, and they wouldn't work. Mm. And the parents would be going crazy, the children would be going crazy, what, did we do it wrong, open up the instruction book again, no, let's try hooking it into here, let's try this, let's exchange it, they'd go to the store and exchange it, bring it home, that one didn't work. It's like no, you don't understand. You didn't do anything wrong. It just doesn't work. Nah. And nobody there was no lawsuits or anything. Like <laughs> this was just an accepted thing. I was like, "Oh, well, it's a piece of garbage. Throw it in the closet. Who cares?" Well, because they were the companies would put like the some disclaimer in little type on the box. This thing doesn't work. <laughs> but they would show commercials of these the boy oh, doing karate oh, chops well, it, in the air and jump oh, kicks and that, the guy on the screen would be responding to it and beating up the people it's like well again doesn't, in, this doesn't even work well, that it's was, just it, it's just like a dummy plastic ring that that right. has no wiring inside well, back then that was <laughs> that was everything back then back in like the 80s there all those like the toy commercials would have some kid doing something That the toy could not do. (laughs) Well, we talked about a long time ago, those, uh, the Tyco car racing tracks. Yeah. And they'd have them going up the wall. Oh, well, that was, (laughs) yeah, I know. They'd have the track all over the house (laughs) going up the wall, up, uh, across the ceiling, down the dresser, over the couch. And you even mentioned, you said, wait a minute. First of all, the thing can't go up the wall. It can't go across the ceiling. No. With that, it'll fall. The car will just fall down. But not only that, you can't even make the track that long because there isn't enough power. No, no, it's not. So these commercials were complete lies. They were. Everything was a lie, <laughs> and we fell for it. I-, I can remember board games. I think those were the worst. Was uh, oh excuse, yeah, yeah, you know a game like uh, know, Mouse Trap. Which I had. We all you had. Could, yeah, I couldn't get the thing to work. You, you, Here's the thing about Mousetrap. You would spend like half an hour setting it up. Yeah. And the slightest, if you moved the game board around or did something, it would all fall apart on you. I know. Oh, God, it was terrible. But the thing is, we all had Mousetrap, this board game. Yeah. But none of us ever actually played the game, <laughs> right? Like if I would, maybe I got it for Christmas, maybe you got it for your birthday, or someone got it for a good report cards. Something. You, With the per- we would just open it up and build it, and not even yeah. play the game. The commercials for the like stuff, like the Easy Bake Oven <laughs> and the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine Maker, or whatever. I had one of those. Oh man! Well, my my, my cousins had them. I. I would I would never buy that stuff because I, I think moved. I was about four or five years old and yeah. we had that Snoopy uh, snow cone maker yeah. and, and I, I can as far as I can remember it even that didn't work. Well, well from what, what happened, I remember, what happened was on the commercials you would see the little kids like doing this stuff, be like, oh, you know, the little kid, oh, you put the stuff in the top. You, you turn the, you know, you spin the wheel, and out yeah. comes the snow cone. Right. How easy is that? Five right. seconds. Yeah, they used to show commercials all the time. Yeah. Well, in reality, no, it's not that easy. It's, it's a disaster. <laughs> and then you had stuff like the Easy Bake Oven, which was, oh, God, I can't believe I ate that stuff. Yeah. Because you could, the only stuff you could put in there was their stuff, was their branded stuff. Right. Which, you know, cost, forget about it. There was also, uh, I just forgot, Easy Bake Oven. I think the, so- dumbest, huh? the dumbest board game, which I think I still have somewhere, again, I've said this before, is VCR Football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can play a game that involves a videotape of footage that is it, always going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that was weird. There was Easy Bake Oven. Mm. Oh. Do you remember the Shrinky Dinks? (laughs) Yes. Right? So Shrinky Dinks were these see-through plastic sheets. Mm. It looked like a piece of paper, except it was see-through plastic. Like transparency. And it had cartoon characters drawn on it. Mm -hmm. At a normal size. Right. And the purpose was you could take Crayons or colored pencils or markers color in the cartoon characters. Then you put this plastic sheet in the oven and then it heats up for a little while. And the heat, it's like shrink wrap. It causes this plastic sheet to shrink. Mm -hmm. And on the commercials, it was like, oh, wow, look, it takes 30 seconds. They shrink down to two inches and look, they're playing Mm -hmm. with them and they look really cool. So, of course, we would buy it, color it in, put it in the oven. It took about an hour. And then we would take it out and, yeah, they shrunk. They were all deformed. Yeah. They're all wrinkled and (laughs) lopsided. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. And no matter how hard we tried, no matter what technique we used, we could never, ever, ever get them to come out straight like the commercial.
1: They lied.
0: Here's the thing. From what I remember, you used to shrink them and then they would come with like a, st- a little stand, right? That you would put on, put them on the stand. Yeah. They never fit in the stand. <laughs> okay. but <laughs> well, My point is, let's say it works completely correctly. <laughs> yeah. What is the point? <laughs> what is the point? It's not an action figure. <laughs> it's a no piece point. of paper. <laughs> I know. Oh. There is no point. But that's the worst part about it. Yeah. There was no point, and they didn't even work right now. Mm-hmm. And I had this, and I used to play with this a lot and everything, but this was pointless too. Light bright. Ah, we've talked about this. I know we have. Yeah, you turn the thing on, you put the black piece of paper, right? There's right. a light bulb inside. It's color-coded, where you know, where to stick, the, you know, this color to stick in that hole and... Yeah, so I would put in the little colored pegs make a drawing mm-hmm. of Garfield or Popeye or whatever right and then it's like okay now what yeah, now I have the... to take I have to take out all these pegs uh, well I'll tell you the other the other annoying thing was once you already like poked the hole through it it was the paper was useless oh yeah it was garbage I mean the holes were still there but how are you gonna remember what colors to put where <laughs> You're seven years old. You're not gonna. I can't remember that stuff now. Ridiculous. I just yeah, it was so weird because I would spend so long finding the right colors, putting them mm-hmm. in, making it perfect, right, nice. and then looking at it. It's like okay, I'm done, and then staring what? at it for about ten seconds. And Which then, do you think was a more difficult thing to make some kind <laughs> of artwork with? A light bright or an etch a sketch? No, etch a sketch, definitely. So <laughs> horrible. Definitely. I remember one Christmas, 1985 or 1986 or 1987. It was one of those years. It was the Mm mid-1980s. Ohio Art, the company that makes Etch-A-Sketch, came out with a digital Etch-A-Sketch. It was called the Etch-A-Sketch Animator. Right. And it had something that looked like a Game Boy screen, (laughs) a little bit bigger. I remember this, And it had the two knobs, and instead of drawing with the lines, like on a plain old regular etch a sketch. You Mm -hmm. turn the knobs, it makes the lines on the screen. This one, I would turn the knobs and it would draw with pixels. Right. On on the little computer screen. Right. And this this was this was this was actually smaller than a regular etch a sketch. It wasn't that big. Um, But the point of it was that, okay, so I drew a picture, I can press a button and save it hmm Now, I can... Uh, I saved it. I can ar- go to a new blank screen, and I can draw a different picture. And I can save that. I could draw a different... So I could save all these drawings. Or... The main point of it was that I can draw a picture, press a button, save it. Go to the next screen and change it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Press another button, go to the next screen, change a little bit, change a little bit. So, like, I think it had 16 frames or something, or 12 frames... And then you push a button at the end when you're all done, and it shows them all in order, and it's like an animation. Yes, that was cool. That was cool. If you were capable of doing something like that, <laughs> which that most was kids a, were not, that was a very cool toy. Yeah. And then after about two years, they just it was gone. I should go on eBay and see if anyone has that. Oh, I'm sure it's on there. It's just Sketch Animator. It was Everything called. is on there. But, I mean, that does bring up a good point, that there were a lot of toys like that that were a little bit more sophisticated. And keep in mind, this was black and white. Yeah. But at least that was something fun, mm-hmm. and at least it did something, whereas the light bright, it just it, it yeah. just sat there. Well, I also remember in second grade, and I don't remember what the name of it was, but I would always see commercials on TV for this thing. And this was another cool toy Or at least it seemed cool. I don't know. Maybe in real life it stunk. I never Mm. actually used one. But it was a children's video camera, video recorder, Mm. except instead of, you know, it it was little. And the quality probably wasn't very good. Maybe it was even black and white. I don't know. But it used plain old regular audio cassette tapes to record everything, the video and everything. So you just pop in a blank cassette. Mm-hmm. You got your little camera, and you can make movies, and I thought that was so cool. Who made that? I don't remember that. I don't know. I don't remember. Hmm. Maybe one of our listeners remembers that. I don't remember what the name of it was. You're right, though. I mean, it, there was you know toys then you know, that could actually do things. You can't really get that anymore. I remember... Um... Well, it was weird, because I remember commercials like that for the video camera the Etch-a-Sketch animator, which I had, and things like that that were really Uh, Of course, the most, um, and then, of course, the most heinously uh, misrepresented whatever game was the laser tag in Photon. Well, wait, well, so I'm getting Uh. to that. So you had these toys that were very cool, very creative, which I liked, artistic and things like that. But then at the same time, there would be commercials for toys like something like uh, Stretch Armstrong mm. or My Buddy or something like that where it's like, uh, okay, what can, buddy, what is the point of my that? Buddy. Boop, 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 boop. Right? If my parents bought me that video camera, okay, cool. I can make uh, movies. With I'm Stretch sh- Armstrong, what am I do- I sit there and uh, stretch it all day? So what? I know. Stupid. Yeah, then they also came out with the laser tag and the photon. Mm. Or how about the the original like WWF wrestling dolls? Remember the big ones that were like I don't know, they were like eight inches tall, but they couldn't move. What is the point of selling a wrestling doll toy that can't move? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh. And then there was a wrestling ring to go along with it. Yes. But Which the they wrestling didn't fit in. Yeah, the wrestling ring was about, was smaller than the action figure. <laughs> it wasn't even an action figure, it was just a statue. Right. A rubber statue. Uh-huh. Yeah, I never, I even, like, okay, now I look back, I don't understand the point of toys like that. Yeah. But even back then. When I was seven years old, eight years old, even then I didn't understand no. the point of a lot of these toys. No. They were pointless. They were. The Transformers were cool because not that I would, uh, I wasn't one of these people that would set up the Transformers and have battles and oh, I'm yes shooting you, you, you now. Were. I'm killing you. Oh, yes, you did. No. Oh, I no? J- I. What to you do with them? I liked the Transformers because I liked trying to figure out how they worked and how to transform them. Come on. I thought that was really... I said, whoever the guy is at the factory who's figuring out how to turn a car into a robot is a genius. And and what did you think when you saw Ironhide? Well, I thought that was... (laughs) Maybe he was sick that day or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, that was pretty bad. Like when when I was a kid and I used to play like GI Joes, you know, like each of us in the neighborhood would be a different GI Joe character. And well, you mean w- not play with the toys, but no, LARPing. Yes, whatever LARPing, live action role play. <laughs> it usually would result in a, an actual fight. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even role playing; it was real. <laughs> when we well, I'll, I'll get into this, but I'm at first the first the first thing that that I they used to pretend or whatever was He-Man. You know, and I, I used to actually have the He Man they used to have uh, a, like a play set where it was plastic. You would have like a plastic He Man sword, the plastic He Man shield, you know, the circular one. For um, a child. Right. So I had them. You know, like me and the kids in the neighborhood, we play He Man, whatever, and <laughs> usually, you know, everybody wanted to be the good guys. Then then we would like play Voltron. And everyone was the good guys. Yeah. And then we would play, like, G.I. Joe. And when we played G.I. Joe, it was very, it was even. You'd have, like, kids that were always Cobra and kids that were always G.I. Joe guys. I think I was always Shipwreck for some reason. (laughs) I don't know, he was my favorite character, even though, like, G.I. Joe fans hate him. You know, oh, and then there was also At. How could I forget? And the A-Team, everybody was a good guy. You had to be one of the A-Team. I pity no. the fool, Hannibal. Oh, pity the fool. I was always Hannibal. I ain't getting on no plane, fool. I ain't love it when a plane comes together, B-A. <laughs> I, but um, anyway, then there was Transformers. We, we, we would, like, act as the Transformers. You know, we'd, like, form teams or whatever. <laughs> and from what I remember, all of us friends were all Decepticons. <laughs> and we would let like the the crazy idiots, like the kids that were actually actually grew up to be like degenerates and nutcases. They were the Autobots, <laughs> <And> dead, <laughs> dead. You know, they were or jail. They would they were the Autobots. It was bizarre, <laughs> which was weird. <laughs> I know it was completely opposite. Actually, one of our <laughs> friends, who I think was the one you're talking about that that got the Genesis and Christmas, yeah. He he was always Optimus Prime. Which Jay, is, yes. Remember, he had like a Gupalini hat, and that was the Matrix. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 this old decrepit hat that he would call the Matrix. We're like, we don't want that thing, you. Keep and then he would stuff it down the front of his coat, oh, as God. if it were inside his chest. I know. And we would have to rip apart his coat and rip <laughs> it out. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the funny thing was because on the show there was 900 million Autobots. It was <laughs> like one after the other. Like where are these? Where are they getting all these guys from? But yet most of us want I don't we wanted to be Decepticons. I don't know why. Actually, you wait, know, hold the... on a 2nd I'll be right back. Yeah. I, I want to get something. Oh God! it's Sean Connery here. I haven't done a movie in a long time. It's unfortunate. Okay. One of our listeners, Esteban... Yes. uh, ...had written an entry in his blog. I think he's our only listener. Well, one of our only listeners, but... He wrote a blog entry in his blog, which the name of his blog is I don't know if it's please save me robots. Like, Hey, you have some robots. Please save some for me. Please save me robots. Or (laughs) like he's an, like he's some, uh, English guy. Yeah.
1: Please save
0: me robots. (laughs) Or if, if it's like, please save me, robots. No. Like he's in trouble and he needs the robots to save him. I think that's what it is. So please save me, robots. Robots anyway, or robots? Robots. So he <laughs> wrote a blog entry about a book by Jeffrey Brown called Incredible Change Bots. Okay. It's a very small book. It's about, I don't know, six inches wide, eight inches high. Or something like that. And it's, it's like a comic book. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot more pages than a comic book. And it looks, it's put together like an actual soft cover book. Paperback book. Uh, it's in color and everything. But anyway, so he wrote about it. He said, it's really funny. This guy, Jeffrey Brown, does a spoof of the Transformers. And this came out around the time of the Transformers new movie that came out in the summer. So he wrote about how funny it was, and it was great. He laughed. So I bought it. Mm. Went to the comic book store in Union Square. I think it's called Forbidden Planet? Is that what it's called? And it's $15. So it's not too expensive. And I got it home, and I read it in about 10 minutes. (laughs) So for the price of an IMAX movie ticket, I got about 10 minutes of entertainment. Why did you read it in only 10 minutes? Because that's all it took. It was like three words per page. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And It's like those old, those mini children's novels that I used to have. Yeah. Yeah, the baby versions of classic (laughs) novels that we would read (laughs) for book reports in high school. I love it. Anyway, oh, excuse me. So yes, yeah, so I bought it. He said it was hilarious, and I got it home. Weren't laughing. There were some humorous moments here and there, but I don't know. Oh, what was it about? You said wasn't it, that, good? huh? You said that it was like a uh, making fun of the Transformers, but how? Well, basically, if you remember the, how the original cartoon series began, mm-hmm. the Transformers were on Cybertron, they were fighting, the Autobots tried to escape. Yes, they did not arrive um, inside of a uh, comet. No. No, no, I'm talking about the original series, not yes. Michael Bay's idiotic uh, version. God. So the Autobots tried to escape. The Decepticons attacked their ship. They crash landed inside this volcano. Yeah. The volcano erupted a million years later. Well, the, the, the ship, the Ark, came yeah. back to life and revived them, changing them into modern vehicles. Right. And then they met the humans. They met Spike and Sparkplug. They saved them, yeah. etc. So this is a spoof of all of that. Okay. And they're on a planet. So they are, instead of the Transformers, they are the Incredible Changebots. Uh. And instead of Cybertron, you know, the Transformers come from the planet Cybertron. The Incredible Changebots come from the planet Electrono-Cyber-Circuitron. Oh, God. That's supposed to be hilarious. Isn't this something that like <laughs> Mad Magazine or the Garbage Pail Kids cards used to do? Yeah, or Cracked or whatever. So the aw- uh, instead of Autobots, there's Awesome Bots, uh. and instead of Optimus Prime, there's Big Rig. <laughs> uh, there's Stinky. There's Arsenal Siren instead of Prowl. Instead of Cliff Jumper, Racy. How instead old was this author? Huh? How old was this author? <laughs> this is a grown man. Oh, God. Instead of... Um, he probably wrote this back in 1986. Yeah. Well. Uh Instead of hounds, there's honky-tonk. <laughs> what? And instead of cup, there's old-timey. The honky-tonk man? I'm cool, I'm hip, I'm bad. Uh, <laughs> instead of ratchet, it's IV. And et cetera, et cetera. And then, so, instead of the Decepticons, there's the Fantasticons. And instead of Megatron, there's Shootertron, (laughs) who transforms into a gun. We. W-H-E-E-E-E-E. We. There's we. Yeah, there's uh, one of the Fantasticons is named Soupy. And he transforms it to a bowl of soup. Uh, so. <laughs> and, and this thing has pictures? Yeah, it's like a comic book. Oh, well, I but this but in a book form. Wait, what was it called again? Incredible Change-Bots. Hyphen bots. Oh my god. <laughs> but Esteban thought it was hilarious, and I just, I don't know. I just maybe I take Transformers too seriously. I don't know. <laughs> you know. If this was written like twenty years ago, maybe it would have made more sense. So you should have just read this thing in the store and just left it there. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was only going to take me fifteen minutes. Like Barnes this is what I was saying the other night, to you but Barnes and Noble, where they have these books that um, you know people have read six hundred different times, that books are like a they're a wreck. They're all bent and ripped yeah. and spilled, like, coffee on them. And then you, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah uh, can I get a discount? I'm not paying full price for this book. No, we can't do that. Well, I'm not buying it. The funny thing is the Barnes & Noble up on Route 46, West Patterson. New Jersey. Which was, yes, which was the first Barnes & Noble that they opened in, you know, this area, northern New Jersey, uh, I think we were still in high school. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember our English teacher, who was from Louisville, Kentucky, was ecstatic that they were opening a Barnes and & Noble and that she wanted us all to go up there, like, every night of the week to read. <laughs> we're all going to go up to the Barnes & Noble. We're all going to read. I'm just like, no. I ain't going I over know, there. She told, she told my class she used to go there every night to try to meet men. Oh, my God. <laughs> that woman was insane. The one in, in Clifton, which is nearer near to where I live, is the one that's it's smaller. That's the one that the books are all destroyed. But that's the one where anytime you go in there, there's like 30 people lounging all over the place reading. But if I have more sleep, go to a library. If you want to read a book. Go to a library. That's what they're for. Not Barnes and Noble. They're to buy a book. On the last page of this book, uh, it says that you can join the official Incredible Change Bots fan club. <laughs> Mail a check for $20. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a spoof. To Jeffrey Brown. No, it's you get an official membership card. An exclusive mini-comic, which would probably take about 30 seconds to read. (laughs) And a hand-drawn card featuring the change bot of your choice. Mm. Please allow four to six weeks for delivery. Offer expires December 31st, 2007. (laughs) (laughs) Can you go on to to Yahoo.com right now? Okay. They have a picture of Heath Ledger as the Joker. Well, by the way, you... I finally watched that Rambo trailer. Ugh. Wait, what is this? <laughs> 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 this is ridiculous. <laughs> he looks like an idiot. <laughs> and what is this Batman picture? <laughs> Do you see the Batman face? What's wrong with the Batman face? Look at it. Uh, wait a minute! I missed it. It's like a it's it's like a ski mask. <laughs> it's like they just took a ski mask and put ears on it. I I know it's starting to look ridiculously more and more like the uh, Joel Shoemaker ones. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, why does the Joker look so stupid? <laughs> oh, I'm watching man. the I'm watching the video now. All right, he's I on the, the Bat Cycle. It. I'll watch it. But I saw that Rambo trailer. I- I'm telling you, he... In the whole entire movie, right? He is so out of shape <laughs> that the whole entire movie, he's wearing an extra, extra, extra large sweatsuit. <laughs> I- he looked ridiculous. There isn't one scene they show of him topless, like in the <laughs> old Rambo. You don't want to. It's his just, hair looks absurd. Well, yeah, I know. But it's this gigantic, humorously oversized sweatshirt uh, to try to cover his stomach. I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Why? I'm watching... What the... I'm watching the... What is it called? The Dark Knight? Yeah. I'm watching that this video clip on Yahoo. That's what I'm watching. And they showed him... <laughs> They showed the Joker for about two seconds, and it looked retarded. Oh, they're showing him a lot in this trailer. It's <laughs> Why is the Joker's hair a mess? The Joker is not supposed to have long, messy hair. You want to see a good Batman movie involving the Joker? Go buy the DVD of Batman. Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim... Bassinger or Basinger, whatever his name is. Basinger. Whatever. Tim Burton directing, Billy D. Williams, co 45. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Played the mayor. Oh, no, the DA, the district attorney. That is a Batman movie. Wasn't Ryan Phillippe supposed to be a character in this film? I don't know. Two-Face or something. Two- oh, maybe, yeah. Is he still in it? I don't know. I can't find it on... IMDb. It's called The Dark Knight, right? Yeah. I'm on uh, Wikipedia. I um, I usually just go there first. Yeah, The Dark Knight. There it is. Um, release date July 18th, 2008. USA. Wait, when? July 18th, 2008. July? What? Why are they making a big stink over trailers now? It's seven months away. was another movie i wanted to see in addition to i am legend i'm trying to think what it is now it's in theaters now I, or very soon oh is it that that jj abrams movie cloverfield no that's the one remember we were talking about that you know how much i hate godzilla no but do you remember that this was episode uh, episode seventy-six. It was our right. big Transformers movie review. Right. And I said that there was a trailer before the Transformers movie. Right. And it showed these people at a party. It was sort of like um, like a Blair Witch project, Blair Witch project, um, type of thing, where it was it looked like it was done with a camcorder. Right. Just a bunch of twenty something year olds at a party. Yo, hey, what's up, man? You got the camcorder, cool. And then these Like chunks of rock start falling in the background, everyone's screaming, and then it just faded to black and said untitled J.J. Abrams movie (laughs) coming soon. Yeah. So this is what it's called now. It's coming out in January, and it's called Cloverfield. A monster attacks New York City. Actually, during that movie, the Cloverfield's supposed to have the first trailer for the Star Trek film that's coming out a year from now a marvelous movie i I can't understand why i'm marvelous movie i am I'm, I'm popular now what a demo he he doesn't even act anymore he sits home and 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 takes uh, makes photography of nude people it's it's terrible <laughs> actually cloverfield comes out a week before Rambo <laughs> January eighteenth. It was another movie though. I wanted to see it. I don't remember what it was. It's definitely not the alien vs. Predator 2. Oh, oh I, I saw a commercial for that the other uh, day. I couldn't believe it. They need to stop. The commercial never made a single mention of the words alien versus <laughs> predator. All it did is showed an alien, it showed the predator. Yeah. And then it faded to black and it said A V. P.R. Now, I know what that is. I know it's Alien vs. Predator. You know it's Alien vs. Predator. But what well, about a 12 year old boy? Well, they shouldn't be seeing that film. Alright. Well, my, the whole thing about that franchise that makes no sense is the first two Predators were great. Part two? Yeah, it was great. That was better than the first one. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the one with Danny Glover and Gary Houston. was Ducey. better? Yeah, but hold on. The first film, you hardly ever saw the Predator. That's what made it good. Well, the second one you got to see, it was a a mystery. Be quiet. It was a good movie. Then, there was the Alien movies. You know, the original Alien, obviously, was great. Um, It was okay. Aliens, I never liked. But, um, never really liked that. Alien 3, it's okay. I mean, it's good and it's bad. I actually liked Alien Resurrection. Was that the one where that they... Was the one. That was with Winona Ryder. The alien had a baby and it was a person? Something like that. Um, yeah. You know, those were fine. And they came out with Alien vs. Predator and all these people just would not stop clamoring about this movie. Like, this was the greatest... Like You know, this was like the Messiah of films! <laughs> alien vs. Predator! Oh my god! It's Well, here's the thing about that. When word started getting out about that movie, and the teaser trailers and all that, I thought it was a cool idea. Mm. Because you have the alien, and you have the predator. Yes. And they're versing each other. Yes. And it was cool. Yes. But then, as time went on, I found out, oh, wait a minute. It's not the alien versus the predator in a battle it's a hundred million aliens <laughs> versus a hundred predators who cares about that yeah but so what the good part of the exciting thing about the movie was when i thought it was one on one that would have been cool i know i don't know not a hundred thousand aliens that's yeah. stupid it, it, it's it's kind of dumb at this point. I think it's just overdone. Um, speaking of, of franchises, the uh, the fourth Terminator film, which is currently titled Terminator Salvation, The Future Begins, it's supposed to come out either in 09 or o10 Is Arnold Schwarzenegger in it? He may make a cameo. Oh, what? He's the Governor. So the stupid. It, the, the problem is, how old is he now? How old is Sylvester Stallone? If it's different, how Arnold old Swart- is Bruce Willis? Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing a robot who doesn't <laughs> age. <laughs> so they could computer animate him. Uh, well, <laughs> anyway, the voice. My point about it was, it's going to be supposed to be di- directed by Mick G. Mick like, Jagger? No, Mick G. Who's that? He's like an the action film director. I've never heard of him. He's done like Charlie's Angels. Oh, uh, that's bad. <laughs> uh, he's he's been a producer on some shows that I like, like Supernatural and Chuck. Yeah. Um, I have to say that that show actually, right before the writer's strike took over, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. That show actually, that a good show. It got better. Uh, but unfortunately, with the strike, like most other shows, they're all going to be. Can- when this strike ends, whenever there's going to be no TV shows anymore. They, they canceled everything. Yeah, I know. No it's more bizarre. cavemen. Uh, but um, <laughs> the thing about the Terminator film is that Nick Stahl and Claire Danes, who played John Connor and I guess who, who became his wife, I don't remember where her name was, in Terminator 3, they're not returning. The, the title character, the John Connor, is going to be played by Christian Bale. From Batman, yeah. Well, actually, speaking of Terminator, there is a Terminator TV show. Yeah, I saw a commercial for that earlier tonight. Yeah, called the Sarah C- Connor Chronicles that's coming on Fox, which means... That's weird. It's a science fiction show. It's on Fox. It'll last about three weeks. <laughs> that's just how they are. Yeah. Is uh, is Eliza Dushku in it? No. <laughs> Well, again, she was supposed to be in, um, yeah, what the heck? It was that one we were talking about, Dollhouse? Oh, yeah, yeah. But with the strike, it's probably never going to happen now. Uh, it's, it's, It's a disaster, this strike. It's terrible. So the strike is still going. Yeah. No end in sight. But there's one thing I wanted to mention. There's a movie I saw a couple of weeks ago. I'd never seen it before. And it's, it's old. It's like almost 10 years old. And it starred none other than Billy Connolly. Yeah! I was in this movie. It was about a, a rock band from the 1970s. They broke up. They got back together. They hate each other. And I'm the roadie. Hey, I'm the Rody in this band. What's the movie called? Still crazy. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> no. It's about a British rock band. Um, it, it's from 1998. And it stars uh, uh, Bill Nighy, who was uh, in Underworld. Uh, the movies. science guy? No, not Bill uh, Nye. Bill <laughs> Nighy. I know, I'm just kidding. Um, Billy Connolly, obviously. Uh, some other guys. Uh, one of the guys, his uh, uh, name is Jibby Nails. Uh, I think he's some kind of musician over in Britain. I don't know. It, it's it's essentially more of a serious kind of uh, uh, Spinal Tap, but I, I'm telling you, if if it's I think serious it's, or it's a comedy. Well, it's a comedy, but like Spinal Tap was like it was like a uh, the whole thing was like a parody, you know. Whereas this is a, it's you know it's a comedy, but it's not you know it's not a parody in that sense. Okay. I mean, this it, it's it's a really good movie. It's funny. And you know it has a lot of good, uh, you know, whatever drama at some points. And what's it called again? I'll, I want st- to look it up. Still crazy. Still. The, crazy. the fictional band in the movie is called Strange Fruit, and and the the great thing about it is, and I think it's similar to Spinal Tap, but every you know the guys in the movie, the guys that are singing are actually the actors are actually singing. They're they're very good, including Bill Nighy, but. Really good movie, I think I saw it on like Showtime one night or something like that, and i said man this this is it's a great movie, and I never saw it before. Who knew? I clicked on billy Connolly's name in <gasps> i m d b dot com yeah, and his hair in the main <laughs> picture on his profile is ridiculous i know he looks he looks pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, he does look pretty crazy. Have you ever seen pictures of him from, like, the late 70s or early 80s? He looked insane. He looked like a psychopath. Or, like, his early comedy shows. He looked like a madman. He was crazy. Actually, he's supposed to be in the uh, the upcoming X-Files movie. So, way to go, Chris Carter, for uh, casting Billy Connolly. Will that star David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson? Yes, of course. I don't know. <laughs> Terminator isn't starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, yeah, but that's no, they would never do it without them. Batman uh, isn't starring Michael Keaton or Adam West. Yeah, I know, but they they weren't. It's their characters. They made them, which is you no, know I part mean. of the issue that I see with you know do you know recasting the Star Trek characters. You know, me personally, I, I just I don't know how you can have a Captain Kirk that's not William Shatner. You know, I know that there's there's fans on these these web boards that you know, debate me to no end and call me a a loser and a fanboy and this and that, but it's William Shatner. He is Kirk. You know, I understand that writers wrote the scripts, you know, for Kirk and this and that, but Shatner is Kirk. He is. Nimoy is Spock. I I can't imagine anybody other than James Doohan as Scotty. So who's playing Captain Kirk now in the new movie? Uh, some guy named Chris Pine. So he's a he's like a no name guy. Yeah, his father was his father's is, bo- is a Robert Pine. He was on Chips. It's strange because they they have a lot of big name actors. Winona Ryder. There's a girl. There's a, a girl that's on the House Show. Jennifer Morrison. Uh, there's yeah. some. There's, you know other ones that are like bigger stars. But they, they're having, like, tiny... These tiny rolls. It's very, very strange. We are you know, we were talking a lot about old toys from the 80s and all that. Yeah. You remember, of course, the old read-along classics. Yeah, we talked about that a few times. Yeah, it's, it's the little, uh, the record or the cassette, and you get the little comic book to read along with it and, you know, the narrator reads it and you, you know, it's for little kids. I found this website that this guy made. And there, you know, a lot of websites stink. And then there's some where you just look and say, man, this is a great website. This website is a, a treasure. Yeah, like ours. Yes. punchstevenson.com? Yes. But this the website is called www.... I'm doing it again! <laughs> you anyway. do not do uh, the www. i not I've imitated Dr. Phil in quite some time. Um, knock, knock, it's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's readalongadventures.com I'm typing it in one word readalongadventures.com
1: oh, and I actually oh, wow. emailed this
0: guy look at this 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 is an awesome website basically what this guy did you know the I guess the cassettes or the records that he's had a copy of he has scanned the pages he has recorded the audio and he has actually made little, like, Flash movies. They're actually, when you download them, they're like self, you know, Flash self-applications.
1: I'm um, viewing
0: the list. Yeah. Or you go to download. There's a lot to of them. Oh, my goodness. Well, no, he just has a list of them all. You know, he lists the, um, the ones that Disney made. Uh, yeah. There was uh, ones that uh, I think one, one was called Read-Along Adventures. Another one was from Kid Stuff. And what it is, you download them and he makes little flash things, you know, where, you know, actually you can click on it and it actually turns the page. And some of his more recent ones, he actually did the animation where you see like the page turn over. Oh, yeah. And you can still see the images on both sides. It's great. How's the audio? It's perfect. At least the ones that I downloaded. I mean, they're not small, small files. There's a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, he's got a lot of Star Trek. Star Wars, Star Trek, Indiana Jones, uh, James Bond, E.T. Uh, yeah, some of them. He, I think he only has the M.P. three of. Like probably the person never gave him the the scan, you know, or something like that. So he, he's got a lot of them on there. And I, you know, I've to, I I, I emailed the guy, and he said, you know, he's still he's working on more. And I offered, I think his name was Joe. Uh, I told him basically when I had a chance that I would take some of the ones that I had and scan the pages and, and try and record the audio. I, like, I have the one, I have the, I have the He-Man one that I can do for them. I, I mean, I have, like, Disney ones and... I used and to stuff. have a Pac-Man one. Yeah. And I used to have a G.I. Joe one, but I don't have them anymore. Yeah. No, and, and you know, it, I, I think it's great because it's not just, you know, downloading the audio. Like, for example, there was ones that were made for the Transformers. Kid Stuff made them. Yeah, and there's yeah. a website, I think it's a guy in England, that has a website where he he scanned almost all of the pages and put the, the audio up there. They're terrible. I mean, the, the actual material themselves, the, the drawings, the narrator is god-awful. I'll give an example of ones that are really good, the Indiana Jones. I downloaded it. The narrator is John Rhys-Davies, at least for the Raiders of Lost Ark. He played Sala. And so it's actually, you know, an actual like actor from the movie. It's not some no-name idiot. But I, I just I wanted to, to, to mention it because and this this hopefully you know nobody like sues this guy or has him take it down. But this is a great website. The yeah, earliest one. I'm just browsing the list because quickly. he's putting everything together, and you could still interact with it. Yeah, yeah. But the I'm just browsing the list quickly. There are some. From as far back as 1958, and then as current as 2006, mm. 2006, 2007, 2005. So the one question is, that I have here is how am I going to get the audio off of one of these records? Uh, because so I the, don't have I don't have a turntable anymore. Uh, well, then you're not going to get it off of the but record. The only thing I have is I have this like ancient. Big Bird Sesame Street one. Yeah, that's not... Well, you have <laughs> a few I, options. I have to, you know, where I have to put, like, a weight on the center of it to keep it going. Yeah, that's not... There there are a few options. Number one, I've seen a... And Frank was talking about this. There's a USB record player. And it hooks up to the USB port of a computer. Yeah, okay. How much does that cost? Uh, It's $100. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know what the options are. That's not an option. The other option is give it to someone who has a record player that can hook up to a computer just through the audio jacks and have the person digitize it. The other option is just to mail it to the guy and let him do it. I guess, but I want to keep it. I don't want to mail it. Well, then he'll mail it back. Eh. But I guess you risk having it broken in the mail yeah and I don't want to. I don't feel like paying for I don't want to pay to ship and I don't want to pay anything that's the whole point yeah we will put a link yeah to readalongadventures.com yes. on our website in, in the episode description on our website on yes. uh, episode 93 com. and oh one other thing we talked about before how, for 2008, we're just going to let the episodes go however long they go. Mm. 40 minutes, 25 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever. We're, we're on about two hours now. So the other thing that I thought of was that, um let's say, if we do skip a week, I want to have, like, a... I don't know, maybe a rants section or a blog section where we can, if we skip a week, at least we're posting some content for people to look at. Well, we had the message board, but that really didn't work. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing we have to do. The lame idiot. Oh, yeah. of Of 2007. Yeah. Yes. Well, sorry. So who are the nominees? um michael jackson <laughs> always yeah i had a list of nominees michael jackson the heck where where was the list oj simpson oh michael jackson oj oj simpson britney spears what about Anna's sister now too she's a sister yeah I can't well, the, even care. I can't. The, I can't care about that. The, the big thing about that one is she's 16 years old now. She's pregnant <laughs> from Kevin Federline. No, <laughs> some other loser. Oh, Kevin Federline's brother. <laughs> God forbid there was That'd one. That would be funny. Yeah, Britney so, Spears for shaving her head. OJ for committing another crime and probably going to get busted for this one. Yeah, well, they're fleeing. <laughs> Michael Jackson for. Being just, just being himself. You wait, know. Who is the weirder black male, female, oh, oh, white wait, 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 wait. singer? Michael Jackson or Prince? Oh, Michael Jackson, come on. Prince is weird. He's weird, but it's not even close. <laughs> Here's the thing. And we gotta, I'm telling you, you got to download this from the Read Along Adventures site. He has, I think, two versions of ET. One of them is narrated by Michael Jackson. Oh no way! Yes, it is psychotic. Well, all right. I'll download it and then we'll play a clip in a minute. It is psychotic. Um, who else? Dennis Haskins for the ridiculous oh. karaoke sing that he just will not stop. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Ah, uh, what is he doing? Oh. My pick, though, and here it comes, my pick is director of the Transformers movie, (laughs) Michael Bay. Uh, That's a good one. Michael, I hope you drown in a bay. Well, now, wait a minute. So your pick is Michael Bay. Yes. I was going to say Michael Vick. (laughs) So Eh. which one is it? You know, because... This, the Lame Idiot of 2007, is the Paunch Stevenson Show Lame Idiot. I, I think we have to go with Michael Bay. I mean, we've talked about Michael Vick, but we don't. We haven't talked about him like once every two episodes. <laughs> that is true. All right, all right. So Michael Bay is the Paunch Stevenson Show Lame Idiot of the Year 2007. Yes. Actually, yeah, you know what? You're right, because he completely made the transformers look retarded right they look like skeletons and they only said about three things in the whole movie that, and then to top it all off for him to come out recently and say that in the in the sequel that unfortunately he's going to direct as well that there will they'll that because the first one made so much money They're going to have, they're going to be able to spend more money on the second one, and therefore, the there may be more Transformers, and the Transformers will have a bigger presence in the movie. It's almost mind boggling to me how you could set out to make a Transformers movie with CGI Transformers, and, and if it's still to be too expensive, well, to make it the way it should be. Because he made them look like skeletons, they were too complicated. I, well, I, I guess that's what I mean. Again, 1993. How long, how long was one of the scenes where one of the Transformers transformed? <laughs> that took a, like a that, that took five minutes? But imagine yeah, but, ha- having to pay animators why to they animate talk? that. I don't know. You know, again, 1993, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I understand that even in Jurassic Park. The the dinosaurs were not all computer animated. A lot of them were Stan Winston puppetry. Really? Yeah. Oh, Oh, but a bunch of it was computer animated, too. Of course. But again, that was a movie. Now, I understand the dinosaurs were not in the entire movie. But it was made on Amiga computers. (laughs) What? Yes. No, it wasn't. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Lucas, yes. It was made on an old Tandy? No, it was. It, they were made on Amiga computers. That was the main computers they used to do the uh, the CGI. They were Amigas. No, wait. Weren't? Didn't they use Silicon Graphics workstations? <laughs> yeah, but I think the Silicon Graphics ran off of that. I think. Man, oh, right, well, these... whatever. So anyway, my point is that this was in nineteen ninety three. The dinosaurs still look real today, and I, I mean, obviously, the movie cost a ton of money to make. And and this guy can't have the like the Transformers as the centerpiece. It's, it's absurd. I mean, Toy Soldiers was probably made for a fraction of women this Small soldiers. Was. Oh yes, that's right. Small soldiers. Toy Soldiers was a hideous movie starring Sean Astin from <laughs> uh, The Goonies and uh, uh, what's his name, um, Louis Gossett Jr. Boy well, wait, know, but Jurassic the bu- Park. The budget was ninety five million. For Jurassic Park. Now on boxofficemojo.com, it says Jurassic Park's production budget was $63 million. Oh, well, Compared to Transformers' production budget, which was $150 million. Yes, but um, now you're right. The animation was used, computers loaned from Silicon Graphics and Apple. What the, I, I I thought that it was used in Amiga. I don't know. Oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. The Transformers um, made $319 million. Domestic... Well, Jurassic Park still did more. It did $357 yeah. million. Yes. But they're both Film. good. They're both high. Um, one deservedly, one not. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? At the time, no one had... had Computer-generated dinosaurs look that realistic in a oh. film. Well, no one had computer-generated dinosaurs, period. <laughs> but again, at Jurassic Park, it, it was like it was like an amazing movie. You know, and you're just like, wow. You know, I can't believe what I'm seeing type of thing. And I've not really seen that from any film since then. Yeah, I know. And I was certainly wasn't impressed with Star Wars, with the, the, <laughs> the prequels. Nah. I know. You know. With any, with any of those uh, graphics, and um, wasn't there a movie where oh, if you say the lawnmower man, I'll jump through the screen and shoot you? <laughs> no, that was stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the uh, the Sega Genesis 32X graphics. <laughs> yeah, Dire Straits, <laughs> "Money for Nothing" music video. Yeah, ten years before. No, what about like uh, Die Hard for? Where it's uh, all these cars f- uh, nah, that really flying through the air and looks exploding. So, that looks so ridiculous and fake. Did you know? You know how people always talk about horrible uh, video game movies. Right, a couple of years ago, there was that Doom movie yeah. starring The Rock, and and uh, that was Duke Nukem. No, there was a Doom movie. Oh, that was Doom that he was off. Whatever. Yeah. They would have stunk either way. and the, Yeah, I know. And the Tomb Raider movies and all these. Uh, so Tomb there's Raider. a director who keeps making these horrible video game movies. I think his name is Uwe Boll. <laughs> his name is U-W-E. His last name is B-O-L-L. U, I, I think this is how it's how his name oh, is pronounced. Yeah, so this guy has done... Uwe Boll. Oh, whatever. From Germany. So he did... Blood Rain, which looked awful. Yeah, he did a movie of the video game Postal, which was an old computer game from the mid-1990s. Doesn't make any sense. We did House of the Dead, which I don't even Mm -hmm. remember ever seeing. The movie House of the Dead. I think we mentioned this once before. It was based on a Sega arcade game, which was was a, a light gun game. So if I went to the arcade and played House of the Dead, I pick up the light gun, I point it at the screen, and I have to shoot zombies. But the thing so okay, maybe that can be turned into somewhat of a cool movie, a guy has to walk around shooting zombies. But this guy stinks at making movies so bad. I saw a part of the movie and (laughs) you're not even gonna believe me. But this is true. In the movie, whenever the people shoot the zombies, it shows a clip from the video game. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe that? I, I actually can believe it because it's something that the, the idiotic that I can imagine one of them doing. Why would this guy? Why would he do that? You don't do that. It's terrible. He made that Alone in the Dark movie, 2005, starring Christian Slater and Tara Reid. Actually, um, he's supposed to be making Alone in the Dark 2, which is not starring Christian Slater. But this is interesting. One of the the actors is Jason Connery. As in Sean Connery? Yes, the son of Sean Connery. This says that in in his um, IMDb biography... Mm. This, because a lot of the critics give him really give his movies really really <laughs> bad reviews and low scores. Yeah, cause they're terrible. So it said in two thousand in June two thousand six, Yui e. Ball <laughs> challenged movie critics to a ten round boxing match. Oh God! <laughs> in order to be eligible to fight him. The critic must have written two extremely negative reviews of two of his movies, either in print or on the web. Well, that, that, those people probably grow on trees. In two thousand five, yeah, you know, so this guy's going to be fighting like a hundred people. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, and it says footage of the boxing matches will be included in his upcoming movie Postal. <laughs> Why? Because he d- his movies don't make any sense. He just p- puts anything in it. Ugh. One of his movie stars, Clint Howard. Ugh. Yeah, that's House of the Dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> uh, who directed the Super Mario Brothers movie? Uh, I don't know. Look it up, because I think that whoever it is, I think has been like blacklisted. <laughs> Good. I don't think they've done anything else since then. Oh, this is interesting. There's three different people. Well, that's... (laughs) This is like the Casino Royale from the 60s, where there was eight directors. (laughs) Yeah. Why are there so many directors? I don't know, but I've heard of some of these people. Uh, uh, Roland Jaffe. What else has he done? The Killing Fields, 1984. Scarlet Letter. He's done a lot of movies that have gotten him into trouble, such as The Who's Killing the Fields. Oliver Stone? Uh, the Killing Fields and Captivity. Okay. Which didn't uh, apparently didn't go. Who else here? Rocky Morton. Well, I guess is the offspring of Rocky Balboa and Ken Norton, the boxer. <laughs> he was one of the co-creators of Max Hedroom, co-director on Super Mario Brothers. I guess he hasn't done much else. And then finally, Annabelle Jenkel, another uh, co-director and co-creator of Max Hedroom. So basically, they took the Max Hedroom people <laughs> and had them make the Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm not exactly why? sure why they did that, but... Elliot fell asleep that night. With all kinds of strange dreams in his head, he put the little round object in his mouth. (laughs) It was delicious. The tastiest thing he'd ever eaten in the whole universe.